The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get, and we are healing the planet one person at a time, right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hey, everybody. I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing. I'm so glad that you're here. We're going to have really a fun, fun, fun. I'm like personally really excited about this because today we have just a wonderful guest. She's a friend of mine, a colleague of mine. And we're going to talk about astrology and her beautiful book, The Astrology Guide, Understanding Your Signs, Your Gifts, Yourself. Her book is new and available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. But astrology is a really fascinating study. I've been a big fan of astrology my whole life. Although I'm not a practitioner, I have a great deal of respect for it. Really can help us understand who we are at a deeper level, kind of unveil the mysterious soul nature of who we are, help us get clear on what our purpose is, understand relationship, friends, health, job, lifestyle, all of that. And it helps kind of unlock the wisdom of the stars and heavens um, and bring the mystery a little bit clearer to us. I have a mad respect for people who who are astrologers and Claudia Trevelis is one of them. She's quite amazing. So she, I didn't know this about you, Claudia, but you, your psychology and mathematics, that's what you studied, right? right. And it kind of puts you in, in this perfect position of being an astrologer. So <laughs> That's quite amazing. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, it was a no-brainer, although even way before that, I, I developed an interest in astrology. Mm. What, like, what got you interested in it? Where did you start? I was actually a teenager, and I used to uh, ride my bike to uh, Woolworths, F&W Woolworths, which was a five and ten cent store, to have these astrology magazines. And I just thought it was wow. so interesting. I would buy them with my babysitting money. Wow, way back in the day. That's like when I was 16 and somebody gave me a rider weight to road deck. Yes. You know, exactly. and I started doing I've been doing it ever since. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like you just knew. So Yeah, uh, that's so cool. Yeah. I would get as many of these, you know, magazines as I could every week and read them and you know, and that was how it started. I think that psychology and mathematics is a beautiful combination of, you know, and you really, you know, use this astrology to really help people. But for I'm sure everyone knows what astrology is. But let's start with the definition. How would you really define it? And why is it helpful? I would call it a a blueprint, an imprint. So we have various imprints. Our palm can be one of them. You know, our Mm -hmm. irises can be another one. Even our scalp can be another one of the shape of our face. And so these imprints are, are keys to who we are. And the more we are aware of who we are, the truth of who we are, then the more we're able to be empowered in situations when people are not 
uh, so comfortable with who we are, which happens all through life. You know, we go through times in our life where parents don't understand us or teachers don't understand us or, or certainly society may have different ideas of how people should be and we may not fit that bill. So yeah. to know who we are, to understand an imprint or a blueprint of ourself, I feel is invaluable. Yeah, I've, I've had an astrological reading pretty much every year of my life since I was like about 20. I do it once a year, right around my birthday. Yeah. And I think for me, there's sort of like these two parts. There's the natal chart, which is like what you kind of came in with, right? Yeah. And then there's the transits, like what's happening this year mm-hmm. and how that can impact us. So let's talk about that for a minute. What's what's the difference between the natal chart and a transit? So the natal chart is that first breath you took when you were born. And it's a picture of what the start, what the heavens look like and basically what was happening on the horizon at that moment in time. So that set your first imp- impression of this planet. So that's sort of the base of who you are. That's sort of the basic imprint. But then we're being constantly affected by where the planets are in the heavens and how they're triggering any one of those planets in your birth chart or any one of the points or houses. And that can trigger certain um, activities. (laughs) Right. So transits are a little bit more like predictive astrology or t- helping us understand like what the energies of this year that we're dealing with mm-hmm. might be in the natal chart, at least the way I understand it is like what you came in with or what, where the pieces of the, of the, you know, the chessboard were set up as you were starting your, your life. So the transits can highlight opportunities that will come your way, or they can mm-hmm. highlight uh, challenges that you may be facing and also give right. you a sense of the timing. So that you know yeah. that, okay, this is going on now, but it's, you know, it's it'll be intense for the next month and a half, and then it will start to diminish, and then this other opportunity will come forward. So it's a, it's a roadmap, yeah. basically. It's a roadmap, yeah. And it, as a psychic myself, like, I know enough about what's going on astrologically right. at any given point in time, because I find it impacts me really personally, like where the moon is or what those eclipses that we just went through. Oh my God, right. they were terrible for me. And I'm still like shaking, you know, from the ramifications of that. They were intense. I should say they weren't terrible, but they were intense. And so I like to kind of keep an eye on that because it helps me make a distinction between like what's my stuff and what's impacting me from the world or from the force, the energetic forces that are in the world for everybody. Yeah, and looking at your chart, actually, you need that filter probably because you're pretty open to a lot of the energies. For you to uh, get a sense of what's happening in the collective and how to to shield yourself from that if you need to. You have a lot of energy in the 12th house in my my chart, but... Um, let's, let's talk about that. So I sent Claudia my chart and I was like, let's talk, let's put this into practice a little bit. And, you know, like my son's in Libra, my moon is in Taurus and my rising sign's Capricorn. So what do we make of these things? How do we, what do you think when you look at my chart or where do we even start with something like that? Well, when I look at your chart, I get two feelings. One is how you, you're picking things up from a visceral perspective continually because of your Taurus planets that are 
at the base of your chart. So that's a very sensual, visceral kind of. Um, that's why that's why we met in dance class. Yes, Claudia, yes Claudia. Right. <laughs> but then you have this other part of you that's very clear, sentient at some level that is tuning in and uh, discerning, you know, what's going on with with an individual or also, you know, whatever it is you're focusing on. So it's combining those two energies in a way, which the um, the gift of that is that you can bring people, you can give people very practical solutions to what you're tuning into about them. It's true. I'm a very, I'm very, very practical for a psychic. Yeah, I would think yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> that Capricorn energy I have in the, the Taurus moon and Taurus has really helped keep me grounded, you know, as a psychic. And yeah, so that's great. great appreciation what a gift that. that you have that, you know, the Taurus yeah. moon conjunct Jupiter is a true gift. And especially now mm-hmm. because Jupiter's in Taurus. So it's sort of an interesting mm-hmm. time for you. That's so beautiful. So in your book, you talk a lot about the shot, the gift and the shadow parts of things. Mm-hmm. And that each sign we have in each position that it's in has a gift and a shadow. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, because my point and the reason I wrote the book was twofold. One was that a lot of astrologers would, you know, say, oh, these planets are not, you know, this is terrible. Well, you have this horrible aspect. This is, you know, not that you're doomed per se, but it was looking at it from the perspective that we're being affected by the planets and we're not in control ourselves. Whereas I wanted to create the, the um, sense that we're in a dance with the planet, so to speak, to use dance as <laughs> an analogy. So it's not that planets are doing things to us. It's that it's a relationship between us and the planets. So the book is written from the perspective of being a contem- contemplative guide so that the person can really get a sense of who they are through looking at the totality of what each aspect or each planetary position means. So therefore, the gift is, if you know that you have certain gifts, that's, that's an unbelief, you know, that's a, a truth of who you are. So the more you can identify with that, it's unwavering. The shadow is simply what you want to contemplate on to help yourself to get to the gift. So knowing the shadow, you can be helps with self-awareness. So you can see how that energy might be wobbly, so to speak. Right. Would the shadow be like <clears throat> places we're wounded or places we're still evolving and growing? It can be all of it, that. It's not like evil. It's not like evil or dark. It's just like maybe unconscious or maybe emergent. Yes. Right? And it's sort of like cues, like, okay, oh yeah, that's right. This sort of comes out every now and then, you know, I notice yeah. this part of myself, but then I also see what the gift is of that. So it gives a sense mm-hmm. of how you can use that energy to get to the gift. Yeah. Let's bring that down into an example. So um, going back to the, to the, what we were talking about in my chart, what would be an example of a shadow and, and light aspect of something that you see there? Well, a couple, one thing I would see is that the earth energy and especially that Taurian energy, you like being comfortable in your body. So it's important for you 
to be comfortable, period, probably, you know, to have a certain yeah. level of uh, comfort in your life. Um, but what I would say, given the Capricorn rising in the position of your North Node, is that sometimes you might be, you might be a little hard on yourself at times as part of the Capricorn rising. And uh, secondly, you, you may not have as much fun. You, you need to have fun. <laughs> super true i'm a hard worker yeah. and very and very disciplined you know yeah so i um that capricorn gives me kind of like an, an, an i was a martial artist very serious you know and the fun is like that's why the dance is so valuable to me because it's get to indulge in that more sensual playful side of myself that if i didn't have that in my life wouldn't get a lot of airtime. yes and also you have the Virgo planets. So you have that, you know, where you, there's a perfectionist inside yeah. you that can be hard on yourself in addition to the Capricorn moon, you know, kind of wagging its finger at you this, you know, now and then. So having fun is very important for you. And that goes yeah. along with your, um, you know, your planets in Leo. Cool. Yeah. And the Leo likes to be like the Leo's is the part of me that doesn't mind being on camera or right, you know, being in the public eye. That's a little more like my public persona comes out through the Leo presentations. I Did think. you ever have a desire to, uh, for theater? Not really, but I've been on TV a lot. You know, I've been on like, you know, I speak at conferences. I'm up, I'm on stage. You know, it's not uncomfortable for me to be in front of the camera or on stage. And that's happened quite a lot, but more in a professional way. I say that also because of the Neptune at the top of your chart. Oh. Yeah. It's like the, to be visible, right? Well, also, if you chose, uh, you know, to be more theatrical, that Neptune combined with the Leo is a is a very good combination for that. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there, there, I may have moments where I'm sort of a drama, the drama of it all, but it's not happening like in a, you know, in a professional kind of way. That's for sure. <laughs> Although that's a personal good drama. outlet for you at some point. <laughs> With your North Node in the fifth house, you know, just in terms of uh -huh. creative self-expression. Right. Super cool. I love that. And um, like you said, you know, so you we were talking about the eclipse that just happened and you said, oh, no wonder. Like what, what was, why would that twang on me, do you think? Well, one of them was in Libra and the other was in mm. Taurus Scorpio. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's that's it right there. So they they were affecting yeah. you. They weren't exactly on your degrees, but they were close enough mm -hmm. that you would have felt them. Yeah, I did. It was it was horrible. I hope it shifts soon. Well, you've got some really good um, transits coming up actually, because Jupiter is in Taurus right now, mm. and you've got Moon and Jupiter in Taurus, and so there's a lot of expansion that there in terms of it could be in terms of the home. It's um, probably also some opportunities could be coming your way between now and the end of uh, March or April. Cool. I look forward to that. Yeah, because the Jupiter-Uranus uh, transit that's coming up then is going to be right on your moon Jupiter, which is quite nice in terms of this right. opportunity, unexpected opportunity. Right, because Uranus gives that kind of unexpected surprise. Mm-hmm quality and as an astrologer you can't tell what's going to happen specifically it's more like 
you see a window or an, or an opportunity or an opening for something that might happen. Is that right? Well, typically something, you know, if it, it's connected to Jupiter, there's an opportunity. And as with any opportunity, you have to be observant to see the opportunity. <laughs> right. But I have to pay attention to that opportunity. It's not something that you can see specifically what it is in the, in the chart. That's probably it's, something more you yeah. could see with your psychic yeah. ability. <laughs> Or just pay attention to what happens in my life. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, let's take a real quick break and we're going to come back in just a second. Okay. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Hey, welcome back. We are here with with Claudia Trevelis talking about her new book, The Astrology Guide, Understanding Your Signs, Your Gifts, and Yourself, which you can find on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all your local bookstores too. So Claudia, yeah, you, had, you said you had more to say a little bit about what, what changes might be coming in, in terms of the home and family. I'm dying. I'm all ears. What do you think? Well, when you asked in terms of what those changes could be, I could say in terms of the area that's being affected, it could be the home. It could be um, connected to family. These particular opportunities or expansion or feeling of well-being or even a shift in values because Taurus has to do with values and what's important to us. And given Mm -hmm. another combination that's happening in your chart because you're under a, a Saturn you just finished a Saturn return, actually. <laughs> and Saturn in your in uh, your chart is connected to Vesta. So it's like, what's important to you? So like, what are the values that are important to you? So you may find that part of this uh, energy that comes up in March or April would be where you reestablish, you know, what's really important to you and you go forward, you know, to make that happen in your life so interesting well i look forward to it and i'm i'm totally gonna book a session with you so we can talk more <laughs> in, in detail about all the things i miss my i miss i haven't done one since before covid and i i miss it so so let's go back to your book so people who buy your book i think you did a really great job of breaking this down in kind of non-astrology terms so oh, you yeah. don't sometimes the problem with astrology and astrologers is you know, there's a lot of like lingo and, you know, terms that a lay person doesn't understand. But I feel like you're the way you wrote your book, it makes it accessible for everybody. Oh, thank you. So basically, I wrote it for anyone who wants to learn more about astrology or anyone who wants to learn more about themselves. And I tried to make it as easy, you know, or well organized as possible so they could look things up if they had a hard copy of their chart. So is your book designed to be used with a chart or can you just go through it and and learn some stuff that way too you could do it either way but you probably would get more value if you knew where your planets were 
like most people right. are going to know where the sun is. They may know where the moon is. They may know where the right what their rising sign is. But yeah. to go through and now we're all, you know, 10 of the planetary energies. And I also included some of the new dwarf planets because I think these dwarf planets are important because every time a new planet is discovered, it brings in a new level of consciousness. Interesting. So what, what are some of the dwarf planets? So a couple that I talk about in more detail in the book is Aris, number one, who is the uh, sister of Mars. So she's sort of a warrior S. But her, her purpose is to be, is to, um, she's connected to authenticity. I like to look at her as that wave of authenticity right now. Like, is this, is this, is this really authentic? There's a whole thing about truth and, you know, lying and, you know, untruths and fake news and this and that. So to bring the so to bring the energy back to, you know, what's really authentic and how can one stay authentic within themselves, I felt is important. Another energy that's um, interesting, a dwarf planet, is Sedna. And Sedna has a very, um, moves very, very slowly. It takes like, you know, it, it takes a lot of years for it to go around. Like some planets mm -hmm. will go around, you know, Jupiter, for instance, only takes a year you know, to go around the Zodiac. And um, Sedna is about making the best of a situation. Interesting. Yes. So Sedna was um, a goddess who um, ended up um, being betrayed by her father and she fell back into the uh, sea and found herself with sea life creatures at the bottom of the ocean. And what she ended up doing instead of being devastated by it, which she could have been, is um, really interacting with the sea life and creating an environment for them. So it's that principle of really, regardless of the situation one finds himself in, really making the best out of it. That's cool. I've heard her described as the wounded healer, too. In a sense, she is. And she's important right now because of her connection to Pluto by transit. So she's going to be trining Pluto for quite a while wow. in the heavens. Yeah. So there'll be a lot of transformation in terms of that principle, as well as in terms of water. Yeah, there's a lot mm -hmm. going on in terms of water because Saturn in the heavens is in Pisces. So we're seeing various aspects of water, you know, where there's... Um, not clean water where we need, you know, pollution where the water's overheating and causing issues in terms of climate change and storms. Right. Too much water. There's a flood, not enough water. There's a drought. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Water's going to be a big deal on our planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It already is, but it's a hot topic right now for sure. And it will stay a hot topic for a little while for sure. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so we can run, you can run charts on, on anything, right? Like circumstances or, you know, historical figures or other people in your life that show, shows you a lot about what's, what do you think is coming up if you look at, you know, the next 12 months or so from an astrological perspective, what are we, what are we going to be dealing with? Well, a major shift that's happening is Pluto changing signs and moving from Capricorn mm -hmm. into Aquarius. 
So the Pluto and Capricorn energy is a top-down authoritarian type of energy, whether that's yeah. in uh, government or in the corporate corporations. Whereas when uh, Pluto rules, moves into Aquarius, it's more of a bottom-up. So it, it's more uh, honoring the people mm. and bringing the energy back to the people. So that should be an interesting shift in terms of authoritarianism versus democracy, which is a hot topic at the moment. Right. And how that plays out and how it points So out. maybe a little more shift towards democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. And what it's doing now is pointing out the differences. <laughs> right. It's right at the, its end, uh, right at the end of its stay in uh, Capricorn. Mm. So it's showing what needs to uh, shift. Yeah. And it's been, um, Pluto's been on my ascendant for quite a while now. And I think my life is going to change too when it moves out. Cause that's a, that's a big part of my chart. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that would look like. Well, it's, it, because your rising sign is how you, it's your sense of self to begin with, because it's that mm -hmm. first breath. So it's like this right. sense of who you are, but it's also um, how you approach situations. So you've probably witnessed some kind of shift in terms of how you've approached things in life. Oh, that's so good. So I know you also do human design and gene keys. Can you speak just a little bit about what those things are and how they might be connected to astrology? Yeah, so both of these uh, tools are based on the date, time, and place of birth, sim similar to astrology. And they add other, other um, ancient um, practices, specifically the mm -hmm. I Ching, uh, to them and the chakra system. So to me, they're all... Um, blueprints or imprints. So I call right. I call my brand of astrology discover your imprint. So cool. To me it's astrology is supported by then human design and the gene keys. And also I use something called destiny cards, which also give another view. So I feel that that gives a pretty good picture of the person's who the who the person is so that they can feel self-empowered by who they are. Beautiful. Totally love it. And um, I've just been uh, keeping your book by my bedside table and kind of like dipping into it here and there. And it's, yeah, it's such a good resource. So where can people find you? Where's your website? Where, where can people get your book? <laughs> so my website is Discover Your Imprint. Uh, they can get my book, as you mentioned, from Amazon or Barnes & Noble or you know, hopefully any bookstore that they go to, <laughs> working on that. But anyway, it's in many of them. Um, I post uh, new moon and full moon posts every month. So you can follow me on Facebook, either by my name, Claudia Trevallis, or by my Facebook page, Discover Your Imprint. And also I'm on Instagram as Astrology by Goddess Isis. Wow. Thank you so much, Claudia, for this, um, for your beautiful book and for your insight into my chart. <laughs> I super appreciate that and a, a little look at the world that we're moving into. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you for having me. And thanks all of you guys for being here too. I hope that you run right out and get and get Claudia's book. It's really amazing. And don't forget to reach down and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single word of 
of all the things that we talk about here in the Miracle of Healing. If you want to find me, you can find me on my website, lisacampion.com. I work with mostly psychic sensitives, healer types people to help you all access your gifts as fully as possible because I think the world needs all the healers it can get. And that's what we're doing here on this um, podcast, right in this radio show, um, The Miracle of Healing, where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.